Well, hello there, happy innovators. How y'all doing today, huh? You guys doing good out there in the world? Got my cup of coffee here, and actually, I just got done eating a, a piece of what is probably, in my opinion, at least lately, the greatest dessert, you know, of all time. And of course, I'm talking about cheesecake, right? I mean, don't you just love cheesecake with a cup of coffee? And let me tell you, you know, it's pretty early in the morning here right now. The sun's not quite up yet. It's still pretty dark outside. And uh, there's nothing like having cheesecake for breakfast. <laughs> I live like a bachelor, even though I'm married, you know. But uh, oh, with a cup of coffee, forget about it. It's like the greatest. Hey, hang on, I'm going to get a sip of my coffee to wash that cheesecake down. Mm. Oh, man. Maybe you should grab yourself a cup of coffee, too, if you haven't already. I'm going to get one more sip. Hang on. Oh, my gosh, is that good. Oh, the best cup of coffee I've ever had. And definitely uh, one of my favorite breakfasts is, you know, cheesecake. It's a new favorite. Actually, I hadn't had cheesecake in like, man, it must have been like 10 or 15 years. Like It's just one of those things I never really thought about. But uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday, my wife had picked up a cheesecake at the grocery store as like a dessert. And... <laughs> uh, you can keep your chocolate. You can keep, you know, any anything else. There's nothing, in my opinion, that comes even close, remotely close, uh, to uh, cheesecake with strawberries on top uh, and the graham cracker crust. Oh, and a hot cup of coffee. It's the breakfast of champions. A great way to start your day. And uh, you know it's a good day. You know things are going good in your life when you're eating cheesecake for breakfast. Anyway, you know, I'm kind of like a little bit frustrated lately because uh, I bought one of those uh, external hard drives, you know, to store all of my stuff, you know, one of those massive like four terabyte, you know, external hard drives, right? Like just a, a library, a vault to keep all this stuff in. And the damn thing broke. I just got it. I just plugged it in. I put a couple of items in it and the thing stopped working. Have you ever had that happen to you? That kind of thing, you know, where you, you really rely on the technology to do what it's supposed to do. And then by no fault of your own, it fails. It just stops working or it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. And, you know, thankfully for me, I didn't lose too much stuff, you know, but I know some people, they've been wiped out. I mean, they had all their stuff, the, the things they've created and videos and all this stuff on these external hard drives and the technology just quits. And then they're put in a situation where they have to pay someone, you know, if, if the uh, intellectual property on this device is you know, important enough, they have to hire somebody, you know, for 500 bucks or something to recover that data, you know? And it just gets me to thinking about this idea 
that I've talked about before and I'll probably be talking about until I die. You know, the day I die is like, I, I believe, okay, and you may or may not agree with me, but I believe that a lot of this new technology and stuff, it's like really great and everything. And, you know, it allows like a guy like me to have some semblance of a music career and, you know, all that stuff. It's great. Okay. In that regard, it's great. Changed my life. It's amazing. Okay. But a lot of this stuff I really feel is designed to frustrate us. I mean, that sounds strange, but I'm just... I could give you example after example of it. You know, just little small things, too. It's not always these major, you know, disasters, these major technological disasters with our information. It could be just really simple things like dialing a number on your phone or uh, and it dials wrong or the or the phone call drops. You know, you've had that happen. I know I have. Or, uh, you know, you're typing something in and, you know, it predicts the word that you're going to type and it predicts it wrong. So you realize that you, you know, you hit send on something and the, the wrong word was inserted by the technology itself, not by any fault of your own, but by, you know, this stupid algorithm inside this thing that's trying to figure out what you're trying to say and, you know, be helpful or something. And in the end, it's just, you just want to scream. You know, it's like the stuff is just like little things like that, you know? I mean, think about it really throughout the course of your day. How many times does the technology you're dealing with that you really have to deal with, how many times does it like fail or do the wrong thing or for some reason you're getting the wheel, you know? It's it's like, you, why, you know, why is why is it doing that, you know? It's like, that's, you know what? I've said it to my wife before. I spend the majority of my time, like in my life, in my world of, you know, home recording and podcasting and video and all that stuff. I spend the majority of my life watching that damn wheel. (laughs) You know, like I, I give the technology a command and I have to wait. It takes forever, you know, because... You know, with music and video and all that stuff, there's these huge scoops of data that I'm dealing with. So it's like, you know, the processing power I need and all that kind of stuff is a relatively high level, you know, and it's just, oh, the technology is not quite there yet. You know, my brain moves a little bit faster than the technology does. But, you know, who am I to complain and who am I to judge? I should just be thankful. Right? I should just be thankful and grateful. Right? But it is frustrating. And you know, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, a couple weeks ago, I released a song called Rocking Back and Forth. Okay? Hopefully you've listened to it. And hopefully you liked it. But uh, that was the opener for the new Pipe Choir album. Okay? And uh, actually... A long time ago, when I wrote that song, it was about 2010, I wrote that song and I recorded it, and I had it to a point where it was almost completed, it was almost finished, and uh, it was a pretty strong track, like it was something I liked a lot and everything, and you know what, it was like one night I was working on it, it was almost done, I laid down a guitar track, like a guitar lead track, a lead guitar and 
kind of like a scratch track, you know, I just pressed play and record and kind of improvised over the song and I figured what I'd do is do that improvisation, have something to eat, like have dinner, and then after dinner I would go back and I would like maybe try again, do a couple more tries and edit it down into something that I thought was good or maybe omitted it altogether, but you know, I mastered down a version of the song uh, as it existed, unfinished, so that I could listen to it and have it kind of like, um, have it chronicled, you know, like here's where it was at this point in time and then I'll finish it and I'll have these different versions of it and these different stages of completion. I like to do that, you know, I like to, uh, like when a song is near finished or uh, I'm about to make a big change to a song idea, you know, or something like that, I'll master a version of that song down in that state knowing that I'm going to change it, you know, sometimes completely change it, you know, but I'll ha- at least have like a, a chronicled version of the song. Well, I did that with rocking back and forth. I had chronicled it in that unfinished state, powered everything down, you know, went to have something to eat. And when I came back and tried to power up everything, my system had crashed. The song was gone. The, the All the work, all the tracks, everything, everything was gone. There was nothing except for this version of the song that was incomplete, not finished, but it was very close to being finished. So what wound up happening was like over the past, you know, like 10 years or so, every once in a while, I would grab that song, rocking back and forth, and I would listen to it. And I, and I really liked it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was probably something I would probably want to revisit one day and, you know, release it to the public because it was a pretty cool idea, I thought. So that's exactly what I wound up doing was uh, maybe about a month ago, you know, I... Uh, I decided I was going to do that. I was going to go back to rocking back and forth and I was going to, you know, uh, redo it, you know, start from scratch uh, and retract the song from the ground up, you know. And, um, you know, in the original version of the song, you know, although I had uh, recorded it with like a drum beat, you know, drums in it, uh, on the version that I wound up mastering down, I had done like a little experiment where I eliminated the drum track, you know, so it was just an ambient piece of music with no vertebrae. You know, it was like a jellyfish rather than a, a vertebrate animal. You know, it was floaty and, you know, not as rigid, you know, not in time, you know, not having this beat, this, you know, militant beat in the song, right? I kind of like the idea of doing that. I do it a lot with with my music, especially with PC3, where you know I always record a song uh, with a drum track. It's usually what I start with, but very often I will wind up in the end omitting those drums from the song, like taking them out, striking them from the mix, and it changes the song. You know, I mean, really, it's you know quite a big change. When you just yank the drums, you turn the drums off, and the music is just there. Like I said, it's like a jellyfish, you know, it's 
it's pliable and floaty. It's like a vapor, you know. When you put drums back in it, all of a sudden it's on the ground. It's terrestrial. It's, you know, a mammal, you know. <laughs> like that's kind of how I see it, right? And uh, so what I'm going to do, I think, is uh, at the end of this podcast, when I usually have music for you at the end, what I'll do is I'll give you the original version of Rocking Back and Forth, that version that I didn't finish. And if you listen to it all the way through, you'll hear me make a couple of major like mistakes like on the guitar because I was literally sitting down and just playing whatever came to my mind on that guitar. So you'll be able to hear me just totally biff. You know, I mean, some of the notes are just like, wah, like really bad, but you know, that's part of the process. You know, you, <laughs> you got to kind of take a swing at it sometimes and, you know, revise it. You go back and revise it. So, you know, I kind of give you an idea. Like I'll give you the old version, you know, the unfinished version. And then maybe I'll give you the finished version that I just did a little while ago. So you can hear the, the change you know, uh, like uh, from 16-bit recording, which the original was done in, to like 24-bit recording, which the new one was done in. And you can kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about. You can hear the difference. One is a jellyfish and one is a mammal, you know, um, if you follow me. I'm assuming you're happy innovators. You probably get what I'm talking about. Oh, so there you go. The story of Rocking Back and Forth. A song I I have always liked. I like it now, too. It's kind of nice. It makes me feel satisfied. You know, I get a sense of fulfillment knowing, like, in the back of my mind that I, like, I did it. I went back to that song, I redid it, and I released it, and now it's out there in the ether, you know? I don't have to think about it anymore. I don't have to... You know, oh, I should do that. That's already done. Already done. It's in the can. It's out there in the world for everybody to hear. So hopefully you liked it. Um, yeah, you know, I'm doing my best to avoid talking about politics today. Because, you know, to tell you the honest truth, you know, I was saying it in the last podcast. It's like I had reached a point where I just I could not listen to any more of it. You know, the Trump stuff, the Biden stuff, both of it, both sides. You know, I just got so tired of hearing about it. I was like, I, I don't want to hear about it anymore. But then, you know, all this stuff really kind of started to shake down with the election and the electoral process, you know, and how it's kind of playing out right now. And I got to say, um, well, one, it's interesting to me that, uh, you know, we're all kind of getting like a civics lesson, you know, on how the electoral process works and, you know, how the confirmation of a president uh, takes place and how it takes a little bit of time and there are steps and procedures and all that stuff. You know, it's pretty fascinating because, you know, to tell you the honest truth, at this point in time, at this point in the election and all the hoopla that's going on around it, um, I'm almost borderline addicted to it like it's really kind of shocking to me how I just can't stop listening I went from like one extreme to the other in really just a matter of a couple of weeks 
You know, I went from being completely sick and tired of hearing about it to being absolutely enamored in this idea or this prospect of like the election maybe being flipped. Like there's a question about the votes and wow, this has never happened like this before. And it's just, you know, for me, you know, being uh, me, (laughs) you know, being interested in this kind of thing. This anomaly, this weirdness that we're in, oh, I just can't stop listening to it. And, you know, that's probably not very healthy. I have to, you know, learn to tune out. I think that's kind of like why I'm talking about it, because maybe you're like me, you know, maybe you're like you started out like tired of hearing about it, like the same thing all the time. No news, nothing changes. They just keep talking and talking and talking. And then all of a sudden... Like I switched, I flipped. I'm, I'm like, now I can't stop listening. And I really think that um, it's time for me to figure out some way of kind of tuning out of all of it, you know? And like one of the things that I've kind of tried to or started to put into practice was like this idea of listening to more music. You know, like if I'm going to go online... You know, instead of watching, you know, election video controversy on YouTube, like I'm kind of trying to consciously go more towards music and watching videos and listening to groups that I like or uh, maybe groups I've never heard of before, like finding new music and stuff like that. And uh, I found a couple of really good bands. I didn't write their names down. Um, maybe for the next podcast, I'll do that. Speaking of which, I'm at number 90 for the Singularity podcast, which probably doesn't seem like much to you guys, you know, but for me, that's quite a milestone. And that means that, you know, I have 10 more, obviously, until I'm up to my 100th podcast. So I need to kind of start thinking about that. Like, what kind of uh, celebration do I want to have? You know, maybe for the 95 through 100, you know, five special podcasts, you know, maybe I'll bang them all out in one week or something special for you guys where, you know, just give you a ton of stuff to listen to or to work to, you know, the Singularity podcast. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I'm getting close to uh, episode 100. And, um, you know, I guess I can say thank you to all you who are listening. You make it worthwhile. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of hard to believe, you know, I started the Singularity podcast a long time ago and uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that it's still going. I'm still doing it. And what's even cooler is I'm kind of seeing that people are now kind of going back to the Snowflake 33 podcast, which is what I started with back in like 2016. So... You know, I've been podcasting now for about four years and uh, just saying it, just hearing it come out of my mouth. It's like, I can't believe that it's been four years I've been doing podcasting. And, you know, what's even funnier is when I started podcasting, I had no, I mean, absolutely no idea what I was going to do or what I was going to talk about or anything. I just started doing it. And, you know, truthfully, what I found Um, Just in case you're one of those people who's kind of pondering the idea of doing your own podcast, let me tell you, 
one, it's not very difficult to do. Okay, so it's a lot simpler than you think. Okay, but another thing that I've learned is that it doesn't matter uh, if you know exactly what you're going to do or exactly what you're going to say. You know, like you don't have to have a plan. You can just start doing it. And if you keep doing it long enough, like I have, eventually, you know, eventually you'll gain some kind of audience. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I don't need to have millions of people listening to my podcast in order for it to be worthwhile. All I need is to know that somebody other than myself is listening to it and getting something from it. And that's enough for me. And I don't need to ask you for money, and I don't need to have you go to a Patreon page or anything like that. Because to do this kind of thing for you, you know, to do this kind of thing, I do it for myself too. But to do this kind of thing, it doesn't cost any money. So, I mean, it's it's free. This is nothing. This is like just a little bit of my time, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, you'll never, I mean... They say never say never, but I will say never. You will never hear me asking you for money for my podcast. Like, I need you to support me. I don't think so. You know, if you want to donate, I guess that's your prerogative. And I would welcome that, of course, you know. But I kind of like the idea of being like a podcaster who doesn't give a shit about the money. (laughs) I, I don't want to be like that I don't want to be like everybody else that way you know I'm proud of it like I'm proud to be a creative commons musician I'm proud that people can use my music for free and if you want to buy my albums you can and that's appreciated it's really cool when people do that you know it's it's nice it's a nice gesture but you don't have to you don't have to feel obligated and I'll never ask for it I'll never ask for it so If I can go another four years, you know, doing this podcast and, you know, without dropping, you know, a call to action or whatever they call it, or to give me money, you know, begging for money, forget it. You know, take your money and go get yourself a cup of coffee and listen to my podcast for free. That's my belief. That's my attitude. And I'm sticking with it. But thank you, all you happy innovators that have, you know, kind of hung in there people who listen to this podcast and you know really kind of help make it worthwhile for me to do um you know who you are there's a list of names of regulars like uh my friend eric all the way out there in california poor guy they're going through hell out there in california man it is like uh like a third world country you know people are fleeing california right now And that's not just, you know, hype like on the news and on the TV. That's real. People are really kind of struggling out there. And um, actually, I got some friends out in Las Vegas. They're performers. They're a band um, called the Fans of Jimmy Century. And, uh, you know, they're out there in Vegas. And they are actually kind of um, suffering. You know, a lot of the talent in Las Vegas is really financially uh, struggling because they've shut the city down. You know, the casinos are all shut down. The strip is shut down. And all these entertainers that live there are like broke, 
you know, they don't have any source of income. And uh, these friends of mine out there have kind of started like a little bit of a protest kind of thing. Like they started to kind of speak up and make demands, you know, from their governor and they're they're, uh, uh, airing a redress of their grievances, you know, to the public. And um, I got to say, I tip my hat to that. Um, Proud of them. Um, Very talented group, kind of have their own thing going on. And maybe you should check them out. Fans of Jimmy Century. Um, you know, they're trying to do like I'm doing. You know, they're trying to make it. They're trying to just keep making new stuff, get it out there, and have somebody enjoy it. You know, that's really what it's all about. Have somebody be uh, entertained by what we're doing. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, that's the fun of being, you know, a musician or an artist or of any kind really is well one you get the satisfaction of you know making something out of nothing that is actually interesting or good in your opinion right as the person who created it but then there's also that um, you know that satisfaction you get from other people on the outside you're listening to what you do and they come back and give you feedback on it you know, good or bad, it doesn't really matter. It's like it's kind of just almost like in some way a weird kind of conversation, you know. And it's enough to keep a guy like me going for a long time, you know. It doesn't have to be millions and millions of people. It just has to be somebody, you know. That sounds strange, but it's true, you know. So, you know, I wanted to give a shout out to this friend of mine. To close off this podcast for today, um, I wanted to give a shout out to a friend of mine named Lily. And what I wanted to talk about was um, this funny, funny video that she had sent me. You know, uh, she lives in Europe. She lives in Belgium, actually. And uh, she had sent me this video and... She lives like in an area where there's like a countryside and she goes for a walk every day, like for exercise. And she happens to pass this field every day where there's like this little herd of cows in this little field. And, you know, it's fenced off or whatever. And she walks along the road and, you know, and, uh, you know, over the past year or so, um, this whole situation with her and the cows and all that has become somewhat of an inside joke with her and I. It is, it's a long story. I won't bother getting into it, but um, it's become something that we both kind of laugh about. And, uh, well, anyway, the point I'm making is just a couple weeks ago, she sent me this video of her playing my music, okay, to these cows in this field. And they're like coming right up to the phone to listen to my music, you know? And, you know, I've seen those videos before on YouTube. They're actually kind of amazing, you know, where they have somebody playing music for animals like that, and they'll come running from, you know, miles away. They'll hear this music, and they'll come. They want to see where the music is coming from. It's actually fascinating. If you ever, ever get the chance to watch those videos on YouTube, just, you know, type it in, you know, cows and music 
and it'll come up. Well, anyway, this friend of mine from Belgium had sent me this video of her playing my music for the cows. And I got to tell you, I laughed so hard when I saw that. And so did my wife. Okay. It was hilarious. But actually, it was touching. Like, it was actually... um, And I think that's why I'm bringing it up today is because that's something that for some reason really kind of struck a chord with me and it matters to me like a great deal. I don't really know why, but I just thought it was really, really cool that somebody would do that. You know, somebody would play my music like that for these animals and then take the time to video the whole thing and send it to me, you know, and it's private and, you know, her and I are friends and, You know, I won't share all the details with the public, but I just wanted to say, I guess, uh, formally on this podcast, um, I wanted to thank Lily. Lily, I want to thank you. Okay, thank you so much for sending me that video of you playing my music for the cows, you know, in Belgium. You know, (laughs) it was... uh, something that I won't forget. And I guess I just wanted to say that. So that's that. That's the podcast for today. I got to get back to work, but I did want to talk a little bit today. I got some new music coming very, very soon, probably next week. Um, Another song, new song. Um, Other than that, I got another piece of cheesecake waiting for me out in the kitchen. Maybe I'll have that like after dinner tonight, you know, or maybe I'll save it for breakfast tomorrow. Something to consider, though, all you happy innovators, like do yourself a favor. Go get yourself a cheesecake with like some strawberries on it and have it for breakfast. Because when you're eating cheesecake for breakfast, that means that life is pretty good. Um... So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, my happy innovators, this is Mike Bostwick from Pipe Choir Records signing off. And remember, folks, if you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Take it easy, everybody. Okay, happies, all you that are crazy enough, daring enough to stick around to the end for some music. I've got that version of Rocking Back and Forth for you that I talked about earlier in the podcast. Uh, It was recorded back in like 2010, actually written and recorded back in 2010. Um, Rocking Back and Forth. Let's see, what can I say about it? Well, uh, the version you're going to hear was the incomplete version, the lost version Really, all the session, all the tracks, the drums, the singing, all the music you're about to hear was gone. Okay, wiped. There's nothing left. But I do have this mastered version of the song with uh, me playing this guitar take on it. And you'll hear it when you hear the song. You'll hear me hit wrong notes, these major biffs with the guitar. But the idea was that, you know, like I said earlier in the podcast, 
you know, this was a scratch track I did. Just, you know, I gave it a shot. I figured I'd come back to it and, you know, finish it, make it complete, maybe take another swing at it, uh, revise it a little bit. And when I came back and powered up my studio, everything was wiped. Everything had crashed and I lost it all. So you'll hear this unfinished version of Rocking Back and Forth that was originally written and recorded in 2010. And then immediately after it, I'll let you hear the updated version that I just did a couple weeks ago. So you can kind of hear uh, the progression of the idea, you know. And uh, what's noteworthy about the first version is that I had struck the drum track from the song. So it takes on a very different kind of vibe. And uh, you can kind of hear the difference between the first version and the second version, or the old version and the new version. You know, I put drums in the new version, and, uh, you know, you can hear the difference, you know, how it changes the song when there's drums or no drums. Actually, I had thought about releasing another version of Rocking Back and Forth, the new song, the new version without drums in it just to kind of keep it um you know with that original idea you know so i still might do that don't be surprised if you know in the near future you see me kind of pop out another version of rocking back and forth that's kind of like you know keeping in tradition with that original version but for now you can hear both um hopefully you'll like them both you can kind of hear it and enjoy it and uh I hope so. Um, Let me see. What else could I say about rocking back and forth? Well, you know, I can say this. Okay. um, When I wrote rocking back and forth and the lyrics are kind of, you know, I guess maybe like a little bit sad or something like they're a little bit. um, There's like a lament, you know, in my vocal and in my lyrics. Um, I wanted to make a song that was about missing somebody. You know, I wanted to write a song about missing somebody and not necessarily like a lover or a girlfriend or something like that. It could just be anybody. Like, you know, everybody knows somebody that's no longer here with us and they wish that they were. And it doesn't mean they had to die or something. It could just be somebody that came into your life and they're, they're gone now. They're off somewhere else and they are not going to talk to you anymore. You know, they are, you know, in that respect, they are dead to you in your life and you miss them, you know. And uh, I certainly have a, you know, a list of people probably that I feel that way about. And uh, so, you know, the, the lyric is sincere, you know, I'm writing it from the heart and meaning what I say, you know, Um Yeah, I think the lyrics are, uh, I say, rocking back and forth in the light, emotion in motion, rocking back and forth in the light. When the night comes around, you know, like when you're by yourself and, you know, you're you're thinking about the day or you're thinking about your life or you're thinking about things at night, you know, when you're winding down and remember somebody and they come back into your mind you know, for no good reason, they just do, and you remember them, and you miss them, um, you know, that's kind of what I was singing about, like, being in that place, like, that's what rocking back and forth, like, 
that idea of being, uh, you know, in the present and in the past, going back and forth from a long time ago when you knew them to now, or, you know, the way things were to the way things are, uh, rocking back and forth from positive thoughts to negative thoughts, positive feelings to negative feelings, you know, that idea of moving back and forth, you know, um, and, uh, I know I do say in the song, I I long for the friend I used to be. I long for the things that you'd say when the night comes around. I long for the things I used to see. I long for the things you do when the night comes around. You know, that that's really, it's a simple lyric. It's not very long, but uh, I felt and still do feel that it's something that people can relate to. You know, at least I hope they can. I hope I'm not the only one who's feeling like that, you know, misses people or, you know, because sometimes, you know, uh, when you're a person, I guess, that's sensitive or, you know, compassionate and caring, you have people come into your life, right? And you love them, you know, you love them. They become important to you. And uh, like I said, they don't have to be like your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your lover or something. It could be anybody. It could be a sister. It could be a friend. It could be your mother. You know, somebody that was in your life and they are not there anymore. You know, and there's a big hole left behind where they used to fill. They used to fill that gap, you know, in your soul and in your mind and in your heart. You know, yeah, I know it sounds corny, but, you know, it's real. You know, that kind of sadness, that kind of thinking is healthy, you know, and it's, it's real. It's, it's, well, that's all I'll say about it, but enjoy the music, have a good week, you know, maybe think about somebody like that, that was in your life. That's not there anymore. And try to reconcile that and try to come to terms with it, you know, and find peace, hopefully, you know. So, ladies and gentlemen, check it out. Rocking Back and Forth, circa 2010, and then immediately after, Rocking Back and Forth, circa 2020. A 10-year difference of growth. Peace out, everybody. Be safe. Have fun. Talk to you soon.